0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am Ellie Hope Collins, and I am so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways to step into healing, because Jesus has already extended healing in every area of our life. And sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. We are continuing our series today called Lessons in the Corner, and this is Uh, guest hosted by my husband Austin Collins several years ago Austin went through a divorce similar to me and we are remarried to each other and it's been just amazing the revelations that God has given him about healing and how to do that are just beautiful and he is extending and sharing those lessons with you in this podcast series and today is no different in this episode today, you're gonna to hear a different perspective of reclaiming. I talk a lot about stepping into those painful places of our hearts to receive the healing from the Lord. And in this episode, Austin is gonna talk about that, but in his Austin way. It's so good, you guys. Be encouraged.
1: What is up you guys? We are back with Lessons in the Corner. Um, the series where I talk about the fundamental things, like the foundational teachings that the Lord gave me in my time of hardship and pain. Series. The series is directed towards you who are going through it right now, who are in the corner in an unexpected and really difficult place. This is for you. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening, who is tuning in. Um, we really appreciate it. And for those of you who are sharing the content, thank you so much. Um, really heartfelt thank you from me to you. Um, we can't really live out the call that is on our life without partnering with people um, to share the message with, to those who are broken and hurting right now in this season, which can be all the more painful in the holidays. Um, yeah, but thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, Christmas is next week. That's crazy to think about. I hope your guys, is uh, you got all your gifts kind of done and you're not cramming too much. Mine's pretty much done, I think pretty much done anyways one quick thing this is actually the second to the last episode of this series so we're actually going to be wrapping up the series next week with the final one this is the second to last one if you've enjoyed the series like let us know comment message us on instagram like whatever ways of reaching out let us know if there's an episode you really enjoyed what you liked what you didn't like I would love to hear your feedback. Um, that would be really great. So yeah, this is the second to last one, and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'm really excited um, about this one. This is this is so pivotal for me um, and for so many. So um, I'm, I'm going to start off by reading two scriptures, sort of taking the points away that I want to make and then uh, yeah, getting into it. So first scriptures in Mark 10, uh, many of you have heard this story that one of Jesus' stories um or sorry this isn't one of Jesus' stories this is a story of jesus this is an actual story so this is the story of the rich man the rich young ruler um so mark 10 says as he was setting out on a journey a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him good teacher what shall i do to inherit eternal life and jesus said to him Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth up. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess. Give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. But at these words, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. What an amazing story. Someone comes up and asks Jesus, like, what what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, keep the commandments. He said, I have. And Jesus felt a love for him and said, okay, do this. Give up all your things and follow me. And the man walked away sad. So one thing. First point that I just want to take from this, this is such like a rich story. Um, I ha- Every time I read it, it's like I get something new, which is so cool. Um, but one thing that I just want to draw out, super basic, super simple. Point number one, it is possible to go through the motions in life and withhold your heart. It's possible to go through the motions in life and your heart not really be in it. So this man is actually going through them. He's, he's living, he's doing the things, right? He's, he's keeping the commandments. He's going out of his way to keep them all, he says. He's going, but, but the thing is, he's going through the motions. His heart isn't in it because when Jesus said, okay, do this, he walked away sad. We've all been there. We've all gone through the motions and things. We can go to work, go through the motions We can do the work and our heart, not really be in it, right? We can actually do relationships that way. We can get into a relationship and we're doing the thing. Like we're going through the motions. We're saying the things, but our heart really isn't there, right? I think we've been there. We can actually do that with God. We can pray. We can read our Bibles. We can be doing the thing. We can go to church. We can live in community. And our heart not be in it. So point number one, we can go, it's possible to like go through the motions. It's possible just to do the thing and go through the action, do the action and your heart not be in the action. And Jesus actually, I think, pointing that out to this man and this man, that's, that's actually why he walked away sad. So if you ask the question, why, why did this rich person walk away sad? saddened and disheartened and discouraged from jesus i think the answer is because rich has had his heart rich has had this man's heart jesus is saying point number two i don't want you to go through the motions i want your heart whatever have your, has your heart like i want to be that thing So, two things that I just want to draw from this. There's so much in here, but but one, it's possible to go through the motions. Two, Jesus is saying, I don't want you to go through the motions. I want your heart to be in it. I want your heart. God doesn't just want your action, He wants your affection. God doesn't just want your action, he wants your affection, even right now as i'm as I'm speaking this podcast as I'm teaching, I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't just want to sit here and teach you i want to I want it to be me saying it like my heart is in it i'm I believe this I don't just want to go through the motions I don't just want to go to church and like my heart not be in it I'd rather not go right. I don't just want to read the Bible to do it. I want, I want my heart to be there. Why, why even do it? And Jesus is pointing that out. And side note, real quick. Why, why did riches have this man's heart? This is, this is not necessarily related to the message, but I think it's, it's a cool point. Why did this man, why did riches have this man's heart? I believe it's because he couldn't imagine something better than owning a lot of property. He couldn't actually even imagine something better. in Jesus actually saying, you lack something. I want to give to you. He didn't want to make the rich man poor. He wanted to make the rich man richer. I have more for you. Come follow me. And the man walked away sad because riches had his heart. Jesus doesn't want our action alone. He wants our heart. God doesn't just want your actions. He wants your affection. So, you know, to put it this way. Super simple way to put it. Next week's Christmas. Let's say I get a gift for Ellie. I did, by the way. I got got, got a couple, so... Anyways, let's say I get some gifts for Ellie. I wrap them. I do the thing. I write a note. But my heart really isn't in it. I'm just kind of doing it. Christmas Day comes. She's excited. I got the gift. Hey, babe, here's something I got you. And then as I'm giving it to her, I'm like... But you know, my heart really wasn't in it. Um, I just kind of wrapped it cuz I knew I should. I bought it because I thought that's what husbands do. I didn't really want to, to be honest. I didn't really want to give you this. Um, my heart really isn't here, but you know, here uh here you go, I guess. Like, here's the thing. I did I did all the things. Like it's so ob- it's so easy to see why that's wrong, to see to see what I missed there. She doesn't <laughs> In a marriage, Ellie doesn't want me to just go through the motions. She wants my heart. She wants me to be in it. She'd, she'd be like, well, I don't want that. That's stupid. That, why did you even do it, right? Why did you even do it? And yet so many times we can live life that way. We can go through the motions instead of our heart really being in it. So one more example I want to give um, comes from the book of Malachi. First chapter. I'm just going to start reading. See what happens um verse six it says a son honours his father and a servant his master, and God is talking then, if I'm a father, where is my honour, and if I'm a master, where is my respect? says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest who despise my name, but you say, how have we despised your name? You are presenting defiled food upon my altar, but you say, how have we defiled you? In that you say the table of the Lord is to be despised. Skip a couple of verses. He says, Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the gates that you might not uselessly kindle fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from you. So what's happening here is people... Israel, God is shining a light on the fact that Israel is going through the motions. They're just sacrificing to do it. They're actually getting, picking out their worst things to sacrifice, not their best. And they're just doing it. And it's supposed to be a holy thing where you're just, you're just giving to God and you're loving him and you're saying, God, you are my God. And I love you and you, I'm serving you. And they're just doing it out of habit and without affection without their heart they're just going through the motions and god is saying oh that someone would come and slam the gates shut that no one would be able to to sacrifice anything anymore if this is the way you're going to do it why do it why give to me it's like the same idea that i just said with ellie she wouldn't receive that gift and god's like shit what he actually goes on to say would your kings receive that gift would your family receive that gift But you're just going through the motions. You don't really love me. You're not really doing it with your heart. So one, same points. God is shining a light on how Israel is going through the motions. Sometimes we can just go through the motions in life. And two, God doesn't just want their sacrifices. God wants their heart. So God doesn't just want your action. He wants your affection. He doesn't just want us to go through the motions in life. He wants our heart to be in it
0: guys, I'm interrupting this episode to let you know about something really exciting that is happening in January to May. I am doing something called the Reclaimed Intensive and I want to invite you to be a part of it. It is an individual as well as a group coaching program for women who are healing from disappointment. That doesn't mean just divorce, but if you've gone through something hard and you want to step into your true identity with the context of other people who are also going after their identity, join me for this coaching program it's going to be powerful and i'm believing for real amazing testimonies that are going to come out of this i'm only allowing 12 people to be a part of this so please head over to my website hope reclaimedministries.com to sign up for this and to even ask me questions about it if that's if you want more information about it again hope reclaimedministries.com or the link is found in the show notes below this episode so join me for the Reclaimed Intensive.
1: Everything I just said, I want you to take it and put it in a container and put it to the side in your brain, and I'm going to go back to it, okay? And I'm going to connect to things. Um, yeah, so the points, we can go through the motions, and God doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants our heart. He wants our action, of course. Like we, If our heart's really in it, we're going to do things, but he wants our heart. Doesn't just want your action, he wants your affection. Okay, so put that in a container. Put it aside. I'm gonna to go to James 1 now. And I'm gonna connect some things about what? Just such a key thing that the Lord taught me in my time of suffering. That is so for right now. If you are suffering, oh, listen closely to some of these next things. This is so for you. And I'm gonna connect it all together. Um, James 1 12 says this blessed is the man who perseveres who perseveres under trial for once he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him james 1:12 blessed is the man who perseveres under trial for once he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him so a quick thing i want to pull out of this it says blessed is the man who perseveres under trial there is someone who perseveres under trial and that person is blessed okay so something i want to point out just so interesting everyone goes through trial right there is there's no exception trial is in a respecter of persons everyone goes through something at some point in their life And it's likely most people go through multiple trials in their life, right? And no one, no one has not gone through trial. Everyone's gone through it. But what's so interesting, just reading this one verse, is everyone goes through trial, but not everyone perseveres. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Everyone goes through trial. That's what I'm thinking. Everyone does. But yet there is there are people who actually persevere, who persevere in the trial, and they're blessed. Everyone goes through trial, but not everyone perseveres. It doesn't say everyone is blessed. Everyone is blessed because everyone perseveres in trial. No, no, there's some people who actually persevere in trial. So, okay, if that's true, then what does it even mean to persevere? What does that even look like? If only some people do it. Everyone goes through trial, but only some people do it. What does that mean? To persevere means to stand up under a test. It means you're being tested and you don't give in. It's like weight is being put on your shoulders and you continue to stand. To persevere is to continue steadfastly. It's to wait on continually. It's to endure. Everyone goes through trial, but not everyone perseveres under trial. I mean, everyone's gone through this COVID pandemic. Everyone has. But has everyone persevered? Has everyone stood up under the test, under the weight, continued steadfastly, waited on continually, endured? Okay, so I want to just further... I want to go back to the verse in James I just read and just further expound on what it is to persevere. Think about this. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So there's something interesting. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Once he's approved, he receives the crown of life. So the person who perseveres under trial Receives the crown of life. It's interesting, you keep reading, it says the crown of life, which is which the Lord had promised to those who love him. So the crown of life is given to the man who perseveres, and it's for the person who loves him. What's interesting about that is those aren't two different people. The crown of life is given to the same person, and he's describing them in different ways. So, So actually... Part of what it is to to persevere is to love God in and despite the trial. It's to go through a trial and to continue to love God. It is to continue steadfastly in his love. It is to wait on continually God. The person who perseveres is part of what that means Is to love him. That's so crazy. Because James is talking about the same person there. Everyone goes through trial. But not everyone perseveres under trial. Or put it in the opposite way. Everyone goes through trial. And many go through the motions. So now I'm actually connecting everything I just said to that container I told you about. How you can go through the motions and God wants our heart. It's actually, okay, it's actually possible to go through the motions in trial. It's actually possible to go through the motions in trial or in pain and suffering. It's so possible to be passive, to go through it, but not persevere. You see? So so Mark 10 and Malachi, which are the, the two scriptures that I, I talked about at the beginning, they say it's possible to go through the motions in life. God doesn't want us just to go through the motions. He doesn't just want our action. He wants our affection. He wants our heart. And I'm saying it's actually possible to do that when you're suffering. It's actually possible to be passive and go through the motions when you're suffering. So many go through pain Man, everyone, everyone goes through pain, but only some people persevere. There were so many times in my time of suffering when my wife is off doing who knows what, and she's with another man, and I'm living alone, and I don't know where I'm going. I'm, I'm heading towards divorce. That's the only thing that I can see, and I'm stuck in this corner. Divorce is running towards me, and I've, I can't help it. There were so many times... I just went through the motions in my suffering and I just took it. I was passive about my pain and I sat in the pain and I just, I was just there. I just I just sat there and sometimes, you know, we don't have capacity to fight and that's okay. And there is a season for that. That's not what I'm talking about here. There were times when I was actually passive though and I chose not to fight And I just took it. I just took the pain. And I I just, I went, I was going through the motions. You see? To persevere is to love God despite the trial. It's to wait continually on God. It's to hope in Him. And the Lord, okay, so the, the lesson that I'm bringing out here, just put it simply. One of the lessons that the Lord taught me in my time was that I don't have to be passive. I don't have to go through the motions. I can actually stand up and say, this I know God is for me. That's Psalm 56. Or though I fall, God, I'm going to rise because you delight in unchanging love. That's Micah 7. Or this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. I'm remembering God, your love hasn't failed me. I'm standing up under the weight I'm continuing steadfastly in who you are, God, despite this trial. And I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand up and hold on to your word. I'm not just going to sit around and take it. That's what it is to persevere. To persevere is to say, God, I am actively choosing to believe your love hasn't failed me. that was the lesson. The Lord taught me I can stand up and not just take it. It's such an empowering thing, man. So many people are just taking it and they don't know they can actually stand up and be active, not passive about our pain. God doesn't just want your action, see? He doesn't just want you to get through the storm. You know that? He doesn't just want you to get through it. Okay, hurry up. Let's get through it. He wants your affection. He actually wants you to persevere in the storm. In suffering, God doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants our heart. He's calling us to persevere, and that's something that he did for me. He called me to persevere. Okay, so this, what I'm saying here, is not victim blaming. It's not saying, you know, you're in the corner. You're suffering because you are not persevering. This is your fault. You're the one suffering, but you should be doing this, and it's your fault. This, that's, why you're, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is it, it, it's empowering. It's saying to you who are in pain right now, you who are in pain right now, speaking directly to you, you don't have to go through the motions. You don't have to sit around and take it. You can stand up under the weight and hope in God and fight for your future and endure and hang on to His promises. You can stand up under the pressure and say, God has not failed me. He will see me through and He will. I want to empower you who are in the corner and just shine light on the fact that you don't have to be passive about your pain. Man, what? That is so helpful. Oh my gosh. Man, when I was going through it, there were so many times, and there were sometimes I didn't have capacity to fight. That's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying when we go through trial, when we go through COVID, right? It's possible to just go through the motions, just trudge through until it ends. But God doesn't want, like I said at the beginning, He doesn't just want us to go through the motions. He wants our heart, man. He He wants us to persevere, to continue steadfastly, to wait on Him continually, to hang on to His promises. God doesn't just want your action. He wants your affection. Why just do something if your heart isn't in it, right? It's so insightful. We can actually do that in our suffering and in our pain and man, it's so hard but it's empowering you can you don't have to take it anymore you don't have to sit and take it you don't have to you can um, you can stand up and you can fight man that's what that's what faith is it's believing in something you don't see god i'm i'm i don't see your love but i am actively choosing to trust you We don't have to go through the motions in our job. We don't have to go through the motions in our relationships. We don't have to go through the motions in suffering. We can persevere. What's so amazing, what's so amazing, as I was praying last night about this message and and seeking the Lord, and he was just giving me this download of, of this way to say it, it just dawned on me, this is the heart, this is the essence of my wife's message. This is the essence of Hope Reclaim's message. You don't have to be passive about your pain. You can actively move towards healing. You can walk empowered and live reclaimed. Those places that cause you pain or those things, that music that cause you pain, you can actually step into it and say, I'm going to walk in freedom and I'm not going to be enslaved to my pain. That's the heart of the message. So it's so cool that literally the Lord taught both Ellie and I, both of us, in very different ways. This very message that I'm, I'm bringing to you today and shining light on. That we don't have to be passive. We don't have to go through the motions. So for Ellie, man, amazing. When she was going through, she noticed things that caused her pain, places and memories. And she's like, I'm not going to live in pain. I'm not going to live enslaved. I'm going to live free because God gave me freedom. Jesus bought freedom for me. I'm going to fight for that. And she went to those places intentionally. That's amazing. If she would have told me that (laughs) when I was going through my pain, Austin, you should go back to these places. i would be like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm not going to go that way. That sounds really hard. I don't want to do that. Anyways. That is an amazing revelation. It just looked different for me, but it's the same revelation, okay so So for me, it didn't look like going back to those places and going back to those things and, and whatever and reclaiming them in that way. To me, not being act, not going through emotions, not being passive looks like actively standing up under the weight of of the situation and this, in the suffering, in the pain. In saying, God, I'm actively choosing to trust you. I'm not going to sit here and take it. Your love hasn't failed me. You love me. I know that. So the revelation, the underlying foundational revelation for both of us was actually the same. God actually taught both of us in our corner. We don't have to be passive. We don't have to go through the motions. We can fight and we can trust him. And it and it worked itself out in our lives in different ways, and that's so awesome. So I'm just like so thankful that the Lord brought this to me. Like, what a great way to sort of begin to end this series, just to bring things to the heart of this whole ministry thing. All of Hope proclaimed, like, this is this is this is like one of the most foundational messages. <laughs> it's this one. Wow. Hebrews 10.39, I'm just transitioning to close here. Hebrews 10.39 says, But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but we are those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. Translation, I'm not going to go through the motions. We are not those people who go through the motions. We are those who persevere. And who love God and hope in Him despite the storm, despite the pressure, despite the weight that's on my shoulders. And so man, if you're in the corner, I just want to, it's not just a challenge. And it's not victim blaming, because that's really hard to do, is to stand up when you're going through it. But it is so empowering to just have the light bulb in your mind go off and think, wait a minute, I don't have to sit here and take it anymore. I don't have to sit in the corner and just be beaten on, have wave after wave after wave of pain hit me. I don't have to sit here anymore and just take it. I can actually stand up under the weight and persevere. And keep going. Keep trusting. Keep hoping. Wait continually on God and trust in Him. Even in this mess. That's the message. Man, foundational. So foundational. Oh, that we would fight. That we would have faith. That we would trust God. That we would extend our faith to Him. When we're going through something. And so to all of you who are listening, we're still going through COVID. We're still navigating different things in our lives. Let's be a people that perseveres. Christians are to be a people who don't just go through suffering and go through the motions. Christians are to be a people who love God in the pain, trust in Him, and extend their faith to a God who never, ever fails. Not just to get through, but to persevere in it. So with that, we got one episode left. Stay tuned. It's next week. I'm really excited. The Lord has been so faithful to me, man. I have had time crunches with recording these. I have had to record some of them twice, you know, (laughs) and he's been so faithful to give me the words that I just are in my heart. I don't always know how to say it. And I'm like saying it. I'm like, this is what I mean. (laughs) So I'm so thankful to God for that. Glory to him for just allowing me to be here. Thank you for listening. Please take this message and do it. Don't We don't want to just receive, right? We don't want to go through the motions as podcast listeners, right? We want our heart to be in it and to take a hold of it. So I pray that we do that this season and we run into 2021 with expectation, with hoping God, running into the year, the new year, saying, God, I trust you. You have good things for me. Your love hasn't failed me. So keep going and stay encouraged. And I will see you in the last one.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Again, this has been Lessons in the Corner from Hope Reclaimed. And I am Ellie Hope Collins and that you have been listening to Austin Collins. If you are enjoying these episodes, please share them with a friend, share them with somebody who might like them as well, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and uh, head over to my website, hopereclaimedministries.com, for more information about what we're doing and for information about the Reclaimed Intensive as well. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus, and there is always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.